Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of June 20th, 2018. I'm Jen. And I'm David. It's so, been a while. Yeah, we are. It's Oops. been a while. We are trying to get back into a regular schedule, uh, which is something that <laughs> seems to be hopefully getting easier and easier uh so so yeah uh but we are getting together this week uh we are going to talk about various little bits of news that have come up over the last few months uh and then i don't even remember when the last episode was toy fair toy oh that's not that long ago i guess we're we're old enough that that doesn't seem like that long a time. It it's because we're old. February. That's not that bad. <laughs> uh, and after that, we have decided, uh, after much reluctance and dragging of feet and gnashing of teeth, we have decided to actually watch some of the machinima. Uh, Titans Return cartoon. Yeah, against uh, we... our better judgment, because we watched the first season, and and then and then I said no, I don't want to watch anymore. And then yeah, we watched Combiner Wars, and then I I mean I was just sort of like, hey, this is a thing that you know we should probably watch at some point, just to say we did it. And there are like like actual voice cast people like yeah I'm, I'm, the, the voice cast got better that that's a plus so, yeah it was sort of morbid curiosity i would say that that we decided uh what we are going to do is uh watch the first two halves of titan's return uh five episodes at a time uh in two chunks and you know that'll give us something nice and structured to come back and, you know, like I said, get back on a proper schedule for. Uh, and then we will do the same thing with Power of the Primes. Uh, as of now, uh, that is on episode seven. Uh, so that honestly will probably be finished by the time we get to watching the rest of that. Uh, we are both... Uh, I know we're both behind on Optimus Prime. Uh, I am caught up on Lost Light. I know you're a bit behind I, on it. Yeah, I, 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 I was current for a while, and then... Actually, it may have been whatever we recorded our last episode. I might have stopped. Like, I just got behind on volumes. and uh, I'm further behind on Optimus, but I can catch up at some point. Yeah. Before it ends. Before it ends! I'll be done before it ends. Just in time yeah. for a reread. I I have a nice hammock set up. I need to just take my touchscreen laptop down there and load up all those comics and just hang out and get caught up one of these days when it's bearable outside. Uh, yeah, so but... we'll get to that in the future. <laughs> we'll get back yes. to it. Although an issue comes we... out, is it Lost Light comes out this week? Yes, so there's a new issue of Lost Light coming out, well, next week, I believe. Uh, So hopefully we will be getting, uh, we'll get caught up to talk about that. Uh, As far as new stuff, though, uh, so I did not get a chance to pick up the Unicron Free Comic Book Day comic, but you said you picked it up. Uh, I did. Did you? I didn't read it. Um, it, It's tough. It's nice. (laughs) It looks pretty. I'm, it's by Barber and uh, oh wait, oh the art's by Milne. Okay, I read it wrong before. Oh, okay. uh, written by John Barber, art by Alex Milne, colors by Sebastian Chain. Okay, yeah, I should look into seeing if that's floating around somewhere. Uh, I'm just did not ask for the day off in advance, and that's a thing I have to do now. Uh, and it was a little bit of a journey to my nearest comic book shop. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, I, on one hand, I am really disappointed that the IDW universe is coming to an end 
you know, as we know it. I guess I just really hope that they continue. I mean, I can certainly see that it's gotten to a point where it's so unwieldy that I can (laughs) certainly see why, especially because they tried to do all this side Hasbro stuff that no one actually cared about. Crossing with G.I. Joe and Visionaries and Mask and whatnot. Yeah, that that kind of futzed with it a bit, but I don't know. I mean, they did some neat things, but it didn't exactly catch fire in the comics industry or the internet or Tumblr or or anything. Uh, So I don't know if that just sort of petering out really has much to do with it. Uh, I think it's probably just more that it's gotten to be a big unwieldy thing. And I mean, even like the big name comics companies are always like, oh, let's just reboot everything. So honestly, the fact that we've gone this long without, like, a new 52 or whatever yeah. crazy, what was it, like, Secret Wars or something they did in oh, Marvel yeah, that was, that was recently after the whole John Secret Hickman Wars thing three, with the really four, stupidly uh, named Thanos minions who ended up in Infinity War. <laughs> Why did he create that? I thought somebody else. Proxima Midnight. I kind of like my beefy waifu. (laughs) My giant space waifu. Proxima Midnight. Anyway, Uh, it's yeah. There've been so it's. I think um, what is it um? No, I I had something and now it's gone. (laughs) I mean, we should. I guess we should really be thankful that. It took them this long before they had Superboy punch a hole in reality and and reset everything just because continuity had gotten too unwieldy. Which, which uh, okay, actually, that, that they've waited this long to bring up Unicron and he's the Superboy punching hole in time? I'm fine that's, with that. Okay, that, honestly, the fact that it took them this long, like... Didn't didn't Transformers Prime not even get through the first season without yeah no it, going it, there? Got, I um I don't think we've gotten. I forget whether it was the end of the but first it, it's coming. Season. Yeah, think, it's definitely coming. I think maybe it's well. I think maybe it's hinted at some point in the first, but it is it's heavy in the second. I was like, oh yeah, Unicron trilogy, which had it in the name, and also Unicron is frightening. Unicron will destroy space. Hmm. It's better when the Minicons don't talk. Because when they talked, it was weird things like that. So, anyway, yeah, it's really kind of amazing that it took them this long to get into Unicron. Uh, I think it was really cool how that resulted a lot in being able to do the sort of explorations of religion in society that that they got to do uh especially james roberts got to do because it's you know it's hard being the atheist when you're living on god and he's just like (laughs) hey so Um, yeah oh that that was the thing i think james roberts recently i think he posted that he's had a hundred comics published now i think that was it or it's coming up on 100 good job so yeah i'm i'm glad that they let him i mean i'm glad basically i'm very sad to see it go but i'm really happy that it they let it go on as long as it did uh without a reboot which you know big comic companies are just constantly rebooting everything uh (laughs) i'm i am hopeful that Whatever happens next will be just as good. I, yeah. I'm holding on to hope. Yeah, well, it, it'll probably be more involved with like their new evergreen designs of Transformers that they're doing in whatever the what's the next series even called? Uh, Cyberverse. Yeah, I, Cyberverse. Is that it? Oh, I just remember the Cyberverse toy line. Well, whatever that is, they're probably going to go along with that design. They're probably tie in more with that. I would think. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's like whoever they get the right. I mean, 
are you bringing James Roberts back? Or are we setting him free and hoping he goes to some book series I like from Marvel or something? I mean, Marigrid Scott is getting work with DC now. Uh, I think she's, isn't she doing the new Batgirl book? Uh, um, oh, I didn't really pay attention to the announcements. It was something. So, I know yeah. she's had a few uh, more independent series published since. I, I follow her on Twitter and also her husband. <laughs> oh. But, uh, I think I do. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I, I hope that some of the people involved, you know, continue on to other things or, you know, at least it, it's like anytime anything is allegedly ruined forever, it's not <laughs> like you lost what went before. You can always reread More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light and yeah. Till All Are One and yeah. Windblade minis and Now we have more and, good yeah. stuff to reread. I mean I mean I reread the original eighty and a four issue limited series Transformers comics from Marvel like five times. Uh, I know, same. I haven't done it in a while. Well uh, I haven't had I to need, because we've I had s- good IDW books. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, like in the 90s when I started getting involved, I, I think of it as being adult fan, but we're talking like 14, 15 years old. So mm. your your mileage on whether that is adult may vary. Uh, but yeah, still that, that older, not a small child fandom. Uh, but yeah, when there wasn't a lot else going on. Uh, so yeah, we've had a lot of great stuff. We've been spoiled, uh, and I hope that continues. You know what's not going to be continuing is Toys R Us. Uh, yeah, that that's that's news. Look at my seg. Miss, I, yeah, that's happened since our last episode. I think it's so long, fuzzy, but yeah, Toys R Us going out of business. I went. I'm guessing it probably isn't going to be open next time I go. And the last time yeah. I went, it was cleared out of Transformers or any good Transformers I want. Not that they'd restock yeah. them, all, but I've been going to one. There, there are two that are about like a forty-five minute to an hour drive from me. Uh, one of them is definitely looking like picked over dregs at this point. Uh, the other one seems to be like a warehouse dumping ground because they'll get uh. like just huge sections of for <laughs> for some reason right now. All the Transformers they have left is about a hundred Autobot symbol backpacks. That's it. That's, they didn't even have that many backpacks before, but I guess they found a case or were sent a case or something. Uh, so interestingly, uh, I would have to poke around and see if this has popped up anywhere else, but there was that Grotusk. That the Titans Return Grotusque that was supposed to be a Toys R Us exclusive after being on the convention circuit. Yeah, um, and that showed up in a big yeah, up stack somewhere? of them. Bel Air, Maryland. Ah. And, I think uh, I remember I know somebody was... else tweeting about them showing up somewhere. Someone else tweeted about it. I did see one other tweet about it, uh, but I ended up asking the person and they also found them at Bel Air, Maryland. Uh, oh. <laughs> there may have been some other ones since then. Uh, I know there was one person on Twitter who bought like 45 of them to distribute to the fandom. Uh so I don't know if any other Toys R Uses have gotten those or if they just sent all of them that they had in the warehouse to that one, but it's entirely possible they did because it was like, Probably, yeah, cause like a big section of Why redistribute to everything? Like, my Toys R Us the, hadn't got anything new in like two months, I think. It was just slowly only, weeding through what it had. The only interesting thing like that that I've seen... At the one that I go to that seems to be like a clearinghouse one, uh, was, uh, they got in like not even just like an end cap or a shelf section, but like an entire like aisle of a later wave of Star Wars Forces of Destiny that has Luke in it. So oh. <laughs> if 
for some reason you want a Forces of Destiny Luke. No, uh, I think... That particular Toys R Us seems to have gotten, like, all of Toys R Us's warehouse stock of them. So, yeah, I I get the impression there are a few Toys R Us stores that are probably going to be the last ones to close that the distribution center just sent, like, all their final cases to. Uh, but, but yeah, so that's, man, it's, it's sad. Uh, there's not a lot to say other than that. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with what was going on, you can always go research the whole Bane Capital thing. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about that that I won't go into yeah, here because yeah. this is, this is not socialism underground. No, this, this, uh, but, what, um, no, I just, I just, it reminds me of like when, when KB went out of business and Child of the World went out of business mm-hmm. and wait, wasn't, didn't KB go out of business for the same damn reason? Yeah, it was yeah. Bain Capital. It was the exact ah. same company that Fuck bought them and then saddled them with a bunch of debt so they could just leech money from them in interest and eventually put them out of business. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just messed up, I think, because it's such a cultural institution and not just like in the way that like maybe Walmart is, but it's specifically a cultural institution that's connected to like toys and childhood. Yeah. And you know, you had I saw people who we're not so involved in maybe the toy collecting side of things. We're like, oh, well, the problem is just that kids don't buy enough toys. They, they're they more interested in electronics and video games. Toys R Us had so many, like, half the to- half the stuff I bought there was probably actually video games. So as yeah, far as the a- going out of business stuff, I got, like, 10% off a copy of Disgaea 5 for the Switch. So... You know, it's... Oh, no, I, sh- I should have got the games before. The getting games are gone at mine now. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, all, like, actually, I... Toys R Us was, I think, the first place I ever bought video games as a small child. Or went to pick out games that my parents would buy as a small child. You grab yeah, the little slip you and, remember... and you hand it in and get your game. Which was yeah, a weird Yeah, they had system. the little... F- the little flap that you know, had, like, a photocopy or whatever of the cover, and well, I mean, that's not that different from the system at, say, GameStop. It's just that they're, they actually have the case on the wall, and you go yeah. and take them the case, and they just have it behind the counter. Uh, sometimes the one they give you is not even the case that was on the shelf. It's, like, a fresh, sealed one uh, that they had in a drawer. But, but yeah, so it's not even that Toys R Us wasn't keeping up with that sort of thing. Uh, when I had gone there, and I think, didn't you get something that was uh, like a, a Dragon Ball Z, like Bandai? Oh, yeah, gotta... <laughs> were those the figure arts <laughs> ones? Those weren't Figma, were they? No, uh, where's uh, Bandai? Where's the word? Oh, well, that's weird. Well, I got, like, an energy effect aura thingy for Dragon Ball Z from, well, it's Bandai. It, don't, it doesn't say a specific thing, but I accidentally, yeah, I, I think, think I got it. Yeah, I think the SHF figure arts. Yeah, it, well, it works with them. I, I have it, I have uh, Serval and Beerus standing on it right now. <laughs> Beerus I got at the same, uh, at Toys R Us. Yes, I got the I kitty. I saw the best cosplay picture. Of, I got of a him. Cat, a sphinx yeah, I, I cat linked that. A sphinx cat dressed up as Beerus. It was so adorable. Yeah, he was he was the only big thing I kind of got there when it was. I think he was forty per, thirty or forty percent off when that happened. The last time I went, there was like nothing, but I saw a little ban- banana figure, so I grabbed that banana. Yeah, so they had yeah, and they had Sailor Moon stuff. Yeah, which I, my store was, was like way in the back. I was waiting for that stuff to go down low. The a Vegeta sold out was, before I got to it. I was literally hemming and hawing over picking up the Sailor Mercury, and then like someone picked it up when I was in the next aisle. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I get. 
but well, but yeah, well, so you, you had to do the old system. Getting... You, you would you would take the one you want and put it behind some other things, which we can't do at Toys R Us yeah. anymore. That's well, there were a few Beeruses, yeah. but the one I got was in the back. It's like hello, little kid. So that's. <laughs> I felt like they really were actually keeping up as well as they could with, you know, being saddled by all this stuff, all this weird financial parasitism. Uh, so I don't think you can even blame them for not keeping up because they were definitely focusing a lot. I mean, they were one of the only places you could go that were, you know, a brick and mortar store where you could buy a lot of the like you know, McFarlane stuff and oh, yeah, aliens was, figures. It was and... the only place I could find, like, Godzilla figures or Pacific Rim. Yeah, and the fact that there's now... I mean, I've I've discovered books a million recently, uh, now that I'm on the East Coast, and they carry a decent bit of that sort of stuff. But, I mean, basically, they filled a, a niche that is just no one else is filling and that makes it really sad you know it's not just that they were a cultural institution but they were filling a particular role that really nobody else is filling quite the same way that they did and that just it it breaks my heart a little bit yeah uh, so so that's a thing that's sad uh but yeah i've i've heard that some people managed to Pick up like uh, G two Primus. Yeah, there was the, oh the yeah, movie the big Cybertron for discount. I, I should have gone a while ago because <laughs> the last time I was there, <laughs> maybe it was a month ago. They still had like two or three, but then when I went back a few days ago, they were gone. Actually, you know what's really sad is there's this uh, outlet mall uh, that. I used to go to a lot, like, in my late teens as a toy collector, and they had a Toy Works there. Uh, and then when I went there again a couple months ago, right after Christmas, uh, the place where Toy Works had been, and if you're not familiar, Toy Works uh, was KB's outlet imprint. Oh. Uh, they were also a a great place to pick up ridiculous knockoffs. I don't know why oh. they carried ridiculous knockoffs when KB itself didn't, but that's where I picked up oh. the shiny, crappy Gundam, uh, which was a a toy of Gundam Wing that was approximately 10 inches or so high. Uh, its only articulation was at the elbows, <laughs> and it was chromed, but just on the front half. <laughs> uh, the back half was just solid white plastic, and it came with some assorted weapons it couldn't hold. <laughs> and and that was that was the shiny crappy Gundam. It's so bad, but uh, but yeah, stuff like that. And it was when I went there last, they had been replaced with some kind of Toys R Us outlet store, like mm. that exact same location in the mall. And now that's gonna close. And it was so weird that like it was where the Toy Works used to be, and now that's going to. And it makes me sad. But yeah, that's, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully something will pop up and, you know, fill that spot and we won't have to just end up going to GameStop or Target or whatever for all well, our games. And I'm going to, unless somebody else buys out the one that was near go me. Go to the I, internet. I'm stuck with Walmart and Toys or Target. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Which as far means as I'm my... going to be using online more, probably. As far as my local ecosystem, it's it's just uh, Walmart and Target and a game like, ah oh, man, I would say I'm surprised we only have one GameStop, but we also only have one Starbucks that isn't in the Target, so <laughs> I, I guess that's... Presumably there's a Starbucks, but I don't drink coffee. Uh... <laughs> you don't drink coffee, but uh... But like I said, there there are a couple larger towns uh, a little further, and if I put in about an hour fifteen, an hour and a half, I can get to like a major metropolitan area where they have an Ollie's, uh, which sadly did not have uh -huh. Trypticon last time I went, but it did have a, an Ever After High doll that had been previously a Toys R Us exclusive that I was too broke to buy before, and then I bought her, and I was very happy. Anyway. <laughs> 
Anyway, other news, there's shit has probably happened, but uh, the the only notable thing that I remember happening is Saban sold Power Rangers to Hasbro. What? (laughs) Didn't we find out about that around Toy Fair? I think we just um, didn't really get to talk about it. No, it, it was on our it was rumors fair. it was gonna happen, I think. I think it was like early ah. rumblings that like they were getting No oh no, they got the, the license to make the toys. That's what would happen first. Ah. That's then, right. They got the license to make the toys and that was announced at Toy Fair and now they yeah. just straight up Straight up so, on Power Rangers. Okay. If Saban is selling stuff to Hasbro does that uh, yeah, mean Hasbro sold... can get the rights to, to the Robots in Disguise 2001 cartoon back? Maybe? <laughs> I mean, I they got something else besides just Power Rangers, but I forget what. God, that's Probably such a rights nightmare. Yeah. Presumably that would have been handled over. But but Power Rangers is, is a big get, and... and since I watched a uh, Twitch stream of a Power Rangers RPG live played, including, uh, a, was it like, the current Blue Power Ranger, I guess it's he's still the current Blue Power Ranger, Peter Sadarso, um, Bulk from the classic Power Rangers, um, Paul Schreer, and some uh, internet mm-hmm. people. It's like, I got interested in Power Rangers this past year because of that. Because I never really cared them. I would just, hey, giant monster fights with robots. That's neat. Oh, there's kids backflipping and going, hey, stuff. It's like, eh, whatever. But but the RPG was fun. I used to think the Red Dragon Thunder Zord was super hot. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess it was a good design. I I was always into the the Green Dragon Zord because it's Mecha Godzilla with more stuff glued onto it. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so that sounds like a good transition there. Yeah. Uh, to talking also, about Titan's return. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's like, like, what is, what are we going to get Power Ranger Transformers crossover toys? That I want. I mean, I want, uh, I, I read I Tyrannosaurus know. Optimus Prime. Ah, uh, man. I mean, aren't they bringing back the the Star Wars Transformers whole uh, subline I thought, thing? I thought they already did that, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know, but it, it's like Power Rangers more than any other sub thing that Hasbro has works well with Transformers. I mean, just well, take yeah, a Zord, make it a robot. Robots. It's easy. Bumblebee transforms into a saber-toothed tiger now. That's cool. I mean, the Red Dragon Thunder Zord was already kind of a transformer. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like they they already transform into things. Some of them transform into humanoid things or just components of a larger thing. Admittedly, having a train an Optimus Prime that transforms into a dinosaur and becomes a torso of a larger robot that may not happen at reasonable enough scale. But oh, I'm excited for the possibility. Look, I would just tune in to the last ten minutes of the show. Same. So I could see the Red Dragon Thunder Sword. Okay, let's let's be honest. The other reason I watched it was because Trini. Yeah. I like nice. Trini. She's my favorite. Uh, oh, oh, but th- that raises a slight possibility. Like, Hasbro has pretty much everything, every, every one of their licenses. The comics they put out are through IDW. Whereas uh-huh. Power Rangers comes out through Boom, which are really good comics that are still coming out right now. They're fun. So, I don't think they would pull it away from Boom, because that's doing good. And I don't really remember what other comics Boom has, but that that's that Hasbro has it, and everything else they have in-house is at IDW. I don't know. That's up in the air. <laughs> Anyway, yes, transition over to, um, huh, huh, say ya. So, yeah, the, the craziest thing about this series is the casting. It's like, what the hell? 
Yeah, because and the it's first... to the point where at one point they actually switch voice actors. For the most part, if if someone was cast in Combiner Wars and they carried over, they stay the same character. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, Frank Todaro, uh, Botcon Buddy was was uh, is still Starscream. Yeah, uh, Megatron is still like Jason Marnocha. Salty, sassy Megatron. The one bright shining point in the first season. Sassy Megatron. Yes. Uh, he's so good. But, uh, but, okay, so, and I believe, let me double check What's... this, but I believe Windblade and Mistress of Flame are like, Wait, did did they change Victorian, or did I just not remember it was Carrie Walgreen in the first one? Ah, uh, oh no, I guess I it wasn't according think... to the internet. Nope, it's er, yeah, Titans Return. She's in, but not the first one. Okay, although not that she yeah. sounds like her normal self because uh, half the voices like there's the robot reverb, but on some of the voices it affects it so much that you can't understand what they're saying. Like Rodimus Prime at the beginning, I couldn't understand him barely. And then he went into a room with a bunch of stone statues that were even more incomprehensible to be heard. I wish there had been subtitles. That's right. Mistress of Flame's voice actress also appeared on the reality television series Internet Icon. So yeah, they got like some random YouTube people. and YouTube people that we'd never heard of. Yeah. However, now, okay, this is, I realize this is just one of those, like, me things, like, as a writer who works at Starbucks, (laughs) doesn't get work, the fact that they got this budget and threw it all at voice actors and did not get any better writers... (laughs) It's just, it breaks my heart. From what we've watched, like, at least Sassy Megatron is still written right. Yeah. He's my favorite Sassy. I was thinking about this last night, like, I now have a triumvirate of Megatrons. Like, the scariest Megatron is is in Prime. The best Megatron is in Beast Wars. And this is the best Uh Sassy Megatron that we've had voiced. I guess the IDW comics is... On, on on par, but we don't hear his voice. Although in my head, it's kind of this Megatron. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so it, it makes me sad that, again, all of my, all of my skills are undervalued by society. But, yeah, you know what's not undervalued by society is Jason David Frank. Uh, so let's let's go down a list here. Uh, did they uh, have? Speak, speaking of Jason David Frank, he was on two episodes of the Twitch streamed uh, Power Rangers RPG on Hyper RPG. Aha! I, I'm plugging a show I have no association with, other than I enjoyed it. He was um. So I uh... in, in the Boom comics, there is an evil version of J of his character. Was it Tommy Tommy Oliver? Called Lord Dracon. Yes. He came back for the second, uh-huh. second episode as that and kept trying to kill the other players. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, yes, back to this. So, okay, the first thing that one might notice is Victor goddamn Caroline. <laughs> yeah, that, when, when I started playing it, it's like, wait, this is a pretty good damn Victor Caroli, um, impression. And, and then I realized, and yeah. then you told me, it's like, oh, it is Victor Crowley. He's just older. Oh, that's why he sounds a little off. That's the thing is, I I was like, holy crap, is that really? And then that's when I pulled up the TF Wiki page for the series. And I was like, oh, that's right. Because I remembered they had like a bunch of big deal people for uh, Power of the Primes. I forgot yeah. that it had started with Titan's Return. Uh, so yeah, that's the first thing you'll notice is, I mean, yeah, it's been 30 years. He's older, so he sounds different. Uh, also sounding very different is Judd Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, did he voice Rodimus the Rodimus Prime at the Rod. beginning or did he start when it was Hot Rod? I he sounded 
different when well, he was hot rod. Sounded better when he was hot wiki rod. The wiki page... <laughs> I mean, okay, he... W- in Combiner Wars, it was not Judd Nelson. No. Uh, the wiki page does credit him as Judd Nelson as Rodimus Prime, Hot Rod, and Spoilers. But he's uh, only Rodimus so, Prime for like half an episode. So I don't know if... I assume that means that the other guy just didn't get called back. Mm. Uh, so that was still Judd Nelson. He he also sounds a good solid 30 years older and possibly vaguely Southern at times. <laughs> Uh, which is a little weird. Uh, I'm I'm going down the page at this point. Uh, additionally, Peter Cullen, of course. The uh, what, he was he not in the first season? I can't remember. No, Optimus okay. Prime was not Peter Cullen in the first season. Uh, that that doesn't even get explained. It's just sudden shift to Optimus Prime sounding like Peter Cullen. Why did you sound uh, like Optimus which, Prime? Sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just sounds like an Optimus Prime. Uh, and then we have what I personally, I am personally super on the fence. Yeah, it's a problem for you, but. About Will Wheaton's Perceptor. Well, because I on really the one like hand. It. He does a good job as Perceptor. Okay. You're just used to, um, was it Paul eating or something? I am so used to Paul eating. I'm, I mean, we have gone over how just absolutely I adore G1 cartoon Perceptor because he is precious science baby. Well, yeah, and well, if you're going to cast somebody in that role, Will Wheaton kind of fits. But, I mean, Paul eating is still working and he I still know, does but... that voice because he's in Fire Emblem Fates as yes. that basically that same voice so if you ever want to uh listen to perceptor saying sweet things to you yeah, uh, go well, to youtube and I look up underst- yukimura's english <laughs> dialogue i can understand why they did it since the first season was full of internet people we've never heard of because we're getting older and we don't watch everything online except i watch bad uh. movie reviews but will wheaton is the internet equivalent of hey he's actually an actor who's this massive nerd. Yes. So, I mean, I th- if I you're going to b- toss behind out... Behind Sassy Megatron, he's the good part. <clears throat> uh, he's also not English enough, because I'm really used to <laughs> Paul I... Eating doing an English eh. accent for that. I guess. <laughs> but yes, if you're going to completely toss out all your prejudices about his previous voice acting, then yes, Will Wheaton is a very good perceptor. Uh, I mean, he's sort of distractingly Will Wheaton. Uh, He definitely felt a little younger to me than perceptor usually comes off, but that's, I don't know. I liked him if I, when I could get over him, A, not being (laughs) Paul eating and B, being distractingly Will Wheaton. (laughs) Well, it seemed like he was trying more than he did in the new MSD3K when he's in the beginning of the first episode, where it seemed like he was phoning it in in that. I don't know why. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he does a good job. It is sort of, I did have my moments of, haha, it's Will, Re- <laughs> Will Wheaton reading lines about Starscream, because yeah. I've apparently forgotten. That's, I'm sure that's only going to get worse when we get to Power of the Primes. We have Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to get there. That, that's going to be a few episodes hell? of this. I mean, I realized that I should have been over, like, popular people saying Transformers dialogue somewhere around 2007, but somehow yeah. it, it still sneaks up on me. Well, we got freaking John uh, Goodman. That still surprises me in the movies. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, there's Computron, who's just some guy, uh, yeah. though I really love that he's still doing the G1 thing of talking like comic shockwave. Yeah, it has uh, the effect on it. It's, it doesn't really matter who's doing datum. it. Datum. Uh, Metroplex is Nolan North, actually not sounding super Nolan Northy, so that's good. Mm. I, I guess part of the Will Wheaton thing is that he's just doing Will Wheaton. Yeah. He's doing a Will Wheaton voice. And being very excited about science. 
He's basically Wesley Crusher the robot. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fortress Maximus, who we didn't really get to, is we going to be Michael Dorn. He hasn't said anything. That's it. That's good on paper. I don't know how what how much effect they're going to put on his voice, but hopefully it's good. But yes, Jason David Frank, uh, I guess, escaped from Wizard <laughs> World for long enough to to record some lines as Fortress Maximus's head's head. He, he does uh, other things. Emissary. He's- he did a promotional video for the Boom Comics in costume as Dracon, the evil Green Ranger. <laughs> nice. Great. He, he, he gets work. He, he does. Well, I, I don't think the problem is that he doesn't get work. I think the problem is that he is clearly owned by Wizard World. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, that's, that's like... I can't imagine him having time to do anything but have, like, $50 photo ops. Uh, so, uh, anyway, moving on, uh, we got, okay, so we went over Megatron Starscream, we got Overlord, who's Patrick oh, Sates. I, I'm, <sighs> I'm not digging, I, No, okay. well, part of the problem is, like, well, there was just the Japanese Overlord, which I don't even remember what he sounded like. So we have never had an English Overlord voice, but we have Overlord in IDW point. Comics, and we we probably we each have our own headcanon voice. Although for starters, it should be British. Yeah. And for second, like I, I imagine him a lot smooth. I I kind of like um David Tennant in my head. So a little bit deeper than yeah. that, but the voice they give him here is, I have no idea even what. Like, I, the, the closest I can think of it is, like, some white guy trying to sound like Shaft. And it Yeah, he's work. definitely got this sort of, okay, I'm, let's, let's talk about Overlord in here for a moment. <laughs> he's definitely got a lot of... IDW influence. Now the thing is, I I am kind of. I haven't watched it in a while. I really need to rewatch Master Force because I do have the DVD set. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it recently. Uh, but he was really just. I mean, if for those who are not familiar with the God Masters in Master Force, they were basically Mecha. Uh, they yeah. were not Cybertronians of their own right, they were just piloted by these people. So Overlord was really just the robot controlled by Mega and Giga, or Miga and Giga, (laughs) uh, as they they seem to get pronounced a lot. Uh, And so he, Overlord himself wasn't really much of a character. Also, I would like to point out that uh, Giga wore a, a wimple, which is like the little like pointy hat thing. Yeah. Uh but but yeah, so Overlord didn't really as Overlord didn't have a lot of stuff going on in uh the Japanese version. And really there wasn't I mean Overlord was released as a toy in the UK, which I'm sure is why James Roberts was like I'm totally going to use this guy, you know. That yeah. was probably basically James Roberts' headcanon for his Overlord toy. Uh, he, so he is, I mean, there's not a lot of other character to draw on. Uh, and the thing is, he is, I think he is good used as like this almost like horror movie sort of monster. Except that like, instead of slowly crawling, instead of slowly crawling after you, he's just being really smarmy. Yeah, he's just smart like and being... nothing you do to him does anything. Like in the IDW comics, you can't hit him. It doesn't stop him, but you can shoot him. In in this, it's yeah, like any I mean, attack that to happens try. to him, he just he shrugs off like like he's a bad wrestler. He will he no sells well, everything. I think... I think we're well equipped to discuss this series as we have gone through Beast Wars and Beast Machines and more recently Transformers Prime as part of yeah. Stasis Pod. 
a part of the problem is that they just didn't seem to have like additional damage textures and so he yeah, gets it's... beat up on and nothing happens but also everyone else gets beat on up on and not a lot seems to happen so yeah but it's like sort of him it's takes because, like, the impact nothing like seems to even like make him take a step back it, it just like he yeah. shows up he's he's an indestructible mary sue badass and he just murders a character for seemingly no reason the, the biggest problem with it is that maybe it's writing maybe it's direction but i think had okay well, the fight so, scenes suck so overlord shows up and i mean one of the biggest things he does is he basically shows up to abuse mistress of flame and he's like mouthing off at her yeah so he's mouthing off at her and she's attacking him the whole time and if it had been done so that it was more like about her desperation to try to damage him so that it was more like of a sense of dread of, oh my god, this guy is standing here being smarmy, but also he is a force of sudden violence. And because that's the other thing is he's basically he's talk, 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 and then suddenly kill you. Uh, and that is definitely what he does here. But you don't really get that moment of horror until it switches to and suddenly kill you. Yeah. And I felt like that made it seem really like an unintended whiplash. Yeah. Also, it's, it's like, well, Mistress of Flame in the comics, she's tall. She seems, she's kind of menacing with a giant hammer, but she doesn't really do much. And I don't remember her doing much in the first series, Combiner Wars. So, who knows how strong she's supposed to be and just overlords just, yeah, you mean nothing to me. So the tension in the fight badly animated, which is amazingly so. She's zipping around like a Naruto attack with skipping frames bouncing around like there's ten of her. It's just... Yeah. There's no tension because why do we care? Right. There's there's not a lot of... You don't really get the stakes because it hasn't really been established in this setting. I mean, you're more yeah, like, like... What is he doing there? Being... Why is she staying there? Why doesn't she just run away? What is she protecting? There's no reason for her seems, really to fight. It feels, more like, it feels more like you're just supposed to be amused by his chatter... And then, whereas you're, it's not so much you being intimidated by the fact that he's just standing there talking and none of your attacks hurt him. So it just, it, it was definitely, you know, an overlord that is very heavily influenced by the IDW version of him, but just isn't very well handled. Uh, I think a lot of it is just the direction. I think that it's, yeah. you're not really, I think, I guess, I don't know, more like shooting camera angles up at him. So he seems imposing. Yeah. But... Oh, that would have been good. Like something to make him out like he's a Jason or a Freddy or any kind of horror monster. But no, he's just. Freddy's he's, good he's, because he's Freddy was chatty. Yeah, well, well the, the thing, he's just sass talking Freddy who stands there and is not really menacing he just shoots his little belly guns and then, and then kills her until suddenly he kills her ah it's infuriating i also i am just the more i think about it the more 100 percent i am on board with your david Tennant suggestion so so there you go <laughs> yeah the, 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 like as purple man it works yeah so i guess the other interesting voice stuff we didn't really get to yet uh, <laughs> no. i now, as as uh, those who listen to Stasis Pod may be aware, I have strong feelings about titling. Uh, the titles of these episodes are terrible. <laughs> so uh, I, aftermath and Rebirth. Our heroes respond. That sucks. The fight begins so Our blatant. heroes respond is such an anime episode title. Yeah, it is. 
Overlord and Emissary? Okay, I think I Overlord and Emissary would but... work if they were metaphorical names. And not literally, this is the yeah. episode where Overlord and also Emissary show up in completely unrelated subplots. At the Last Second is not a good title, and I don't even no. remember it's what At the Last Second of, I guess, Metroplex dies. Also, Hot Rod has a face mask, and why does he have a face mask? His what? toy doesn't yeah, have oh a face God. mask. What the hell? He turns, he turns from Rodimus, he gets downgraded and, and gets an arm back. He becomes Hot Rod and then he has a face mask until he gets his ass kicked at the end. Why? Why face mask? Why? 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 I mean, it's obviously why? just he decided to wear a face mask for a bit because he just like closes it over his face. And then later yeah, he sort then, of opens it up and then he gets sexually assaulted by Overlord. Which, okay, that that may have been the only good scene that we've seen so far with Overlord, because that was a very Overlord scene. Yes, yes, it was. Like he's 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 hovering menacingly over Hot Rod on the ground, who can't move, and and just glowing light is coming up from what could be his belly or his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just taunting Hot Rod. That that scene kind of worked. Which, I, yeah, I guess some of the scenes were again, okay, but a lot of the stuff is framed weird. Like, the Triptychon and Metroplex never really feel that big, because there's a lot of high camera angles. Godzilla, go watch an old kaiju movie. The good ones, your film, you're low, the camera's low. What Gamera movies, the more recent Gamera movies, watch them. Low camera angles, makes the monster feel big. Also, the problem, like, the detail on Triptychon and Metroplex, they have the same level of character detail that every other character has. So, from any other shot, they could be just the same size. The combiners mm. themselves are not really that big either. I mean, they're just, like, two Megatrons tall. They seem pitiful. Yeah. And they get tossed around by Megatron in the next episode, which I accidentally watched, because I watched them on YouTube, and they're not numbered. They just have the title... So I had to trust YouTube to tell me which one was the next one, and it was wrong. Aww. <clears throat> uh, oh, I will say, I will say, the backgrounds look fantastic. They do look really good. Like, like the, the establishing shots of, like, temples and the basilica or whatever the crap buildings they got, they look really pretty. Good background. I do on. feel like they settled down Murder Windblade a bit in this, which is yes. good. Having yeah, because heard... in the first series, she was just murder hobo RC called Windblade. Yeah. Yeah. So here, once they establish, you know, once Metroplex is involved and, you know, as all of this stuff is happening, they're just having a giant kaiju battle. Uh, but, uh... you know, once Metroplex gets involved and her stuff ends up having more to do with her involvement in, in all the city speaker stuff, then it's a little more interesting. So she settles down. And hey, it's the Windblade we know from the comics. Almost, but not yeah. really. Yeah. A little more hot roddy, but not so bad. Hmm. So... So, yeah, it's definitely a show. It's sort of interesting to watch. Maybe it's just because I haven't it's... had much Transformer stuff to watch lately. The yeah, Thundercracker, Skywarp, and Sunstorm show up to die in, like, high and die scene. They never get lines. They never transform. I'm very, I'm very curious about the score because it does... I don't know if it's actually Vince DiCola. I mean, they got so many other people. Uh, it's if it's not Vince DiCola, it's trying very good. hard to be Vince DiCola. Yeah. Because it is super on top of the epic 80s synth stuff. So that's, I mean, it was definitely very noticeable that it was, if not Vince DiCola, trying hard to be Vince DiCola. Mm. So... I can't find anything on, on the wiki or anything, though, about that being a thing. So maybe it's just not credited anywhere. Uh, so yeah, next, uh, we will continue watching with Desperate Actions Run for oh. Our Lives in Good Hands, Consumed, mm. and Somebody gets eaten? All Things Must Pass. <laughs> it, uh... 
some of them do sound like G1 titles, but the other ones, like, Consumed does not sound right. In Good Hands. Okay, In, in Good Hands is, is an IDW comic title that's really ironic because somebody loses their hands. Yes. That I can see, but... No, none of these are good titles for anything. And maybe it's because they're they're ten minute episodes, so very little happens in them and you can just give them much more literal. I can't believe oh, but- Overlord and Emissary is just straight up a title of an yeah, episode. I, I can't believe these are like eleven to twelve minutes. Like ah, oh, they feel so much longer. Cause like <laughs> some scenes just drag on. There's long breaks between characters talking and uh and this series does very much, and this is sort of notable from the voice cast list, it absolutely suffers from the same problem that, say, any of the towns in Transformers Prime suffer from, where the, everything is just empty except for the principal cast, because they couldn't afford yeah. background characters. Oh, they even say they're evacuating buildings like it's an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Or Dragon Ball and Z. Emissary does glow green like he's uh, the Green Ranger. And it's, uh, I, I, I was amused by that. Using, but, yeah. So it's definitely a show. Uh, I will continue watching it. I will continue making eh, poor David watch it. I don't, I I don't want to. I will continue listening to this uh, this video of uh, Yukimura from Fire <laughs> Emblem saying romantic things. Uh, this 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 series would be so much more interesting and impressive if it was entirely fan made, but that it's yeah. like official and they got some voice actors and presumably there's some budget behind it. It's like, but how it's anim- like the the old Botcon animation where, where um Trent did the CG thing where where it's the the pre Earth Predacons and Maximals. Mm-hmm. That was better done? Yeah. And that was on a shoestring budget, one guy doing it and not that many voices. Yeah. Plus, also, it's only one episode, so it tells everything it has to in a short span. Yes. Or it's like two halves or whatever the hell. It's, it's this, this just drags up. What the hell is Overlord even doing? I guess we'll find that out before the end of this. I mean, he section, does maybe. say something about Megatron, because Mistress of Flame thought he was Megatron when he came in, and he's like, oh, well, if you think Megatron, if you think I was Megatron, then he must be around. So I guess he's having a grudge against Megatron, which is, again, very IDW. Uh, but yeah, oh, I assume he's got some kind of Unicron power thing going on. I'm just, you know, I assume. Who knows? We'll know. We will know by the next time we convene for podcasting. Well, that is it for this week uh, and for this episode, and hopefully not for too long in the future when we will get back and, and watch more of this and have some lost light to discuss Oh my God, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, so until then, uh, we'll be signing off. Uh, this has been Jen and David. Oh, this is much longer than I wanted it to be. Oh well. <laughs>